Good morning. Happy Sunday. Welcome to the beautiful truth, raw, naked, and exposed. I am your host, Beverly Smith Brown. I am so excited. This is our first show of the year. So happy new year to everyone. Um, 2019 is definitely a year of prosperity and a year for us to set our expectations. So I'm excited um, to be here and uh, it's, it's definitely one of those push through days because of this weather. Um, <laughs> but um, just knowing that when um, you have a purpose, none of that other stuff matters. So I know that we had to come before you. Um, I know we are a little late, but I just want to thank you all for standing by and waiting for us to come on because um, I truly believe in um, just consistency and making sure that we, we follow out the purpose and what we are here for. And it's all about the beautiful truth, raw, naked, and exposed. So I want to start with prayer. Um, and thank you all again for, for joining us today. Um, thank you, Father God, for this day. We thank you for blessing us with another day to do your will. We plead the blood of Jesus over the lives of your people, Father God. We just thank you for the blankets and the people who are uh, just wrapping their arms around those people who are, are cold right now, Lord God. If they are cold-hearted or cold pockets, Lord God, we thank you for those people who are going out to assist them right now, Lord God. We thank you that you give seed to the soil, Father God. So we thank you, Father God, that you are checking people's hearts right now, Lord God, to check their intentions and giving, Lord God. And we are also checking and receiving. There are people out there, Lord God, that's going to have to learn how to receive, Father God. It's so important. I just thank you, Father God, that you are just releasing the blessings out into the people, Father God, that they are looking more into you, Father God, for which come their help. And we just we just speak that into an existence. We thank you for the heavenly angels that are encamped around our families as we go to and from. And we just give you all of the glory and all of the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, yes, guys, uh, you know, not only is it, you know, snowing outside, but we are um, at some some really difficult times. Some people are not being affected. Others and many are being affected. And some people down the line who don't know that they will be affected will, you know, it touches everyone. Um, and what I'm talking about is the uh, government shutdown um, with the food stamps. I saw a notice this morning and they was talking about how they was going to, I'm not sure if they'll be able to have uh, the EBT cards working um, for March. And they were saying that they was going to give February food stamps in January because they wasn't going to be able to give February and wasn't sure if they'll be able to um, give out more after that. So I truly believe, you know, it's a time for us to really pray and, and believe. When, and the reason why I say pray is because we have to strengthen ourselves. Right. And that depends so much on um, those outer things, but knowing that we have the ability to create um, and do what our passion is to do. And if your passion is to give to those who are less fortunate or if you are someone in need, um, I know that they have the food bank um, is, is giving out food. Um, donations and then I saw something else about giving out lift rides um, if you need um, transportation from the to and from the doctors so I know that's with AmeriHealth um, as well as if you have straight Medicaid you can also um, get a ride as it relates to that um, but when we dealing with um, people who have been uh, affected by trauma so that's what our discussion will be today um, 
We have uh, Musu Bangaru, who is an amazing writer, um, but she's also someone who has been affected by trauma. She will be our guest today. Um, and due to the inclement weather, she won't be in studio, but she will be calling in um, soon. And we will talk to her about her um, ways of coping with what she's been through and how her writing has helped her get through some of the obstacles um, as it relates to um, sexual trauma. Um, I won't go into her story because I love for people to speak for themselves. Um, but as you all know, I have my book entitled He Kept Me that I wrote um, out of a traumatizing situation. It wasn't that I wanted to be an author and write a book. It, it really was my journal, and I was purging and just really um, sharing. It got to the point where I could no longer hide. Um, so I wrote it out, and it turned into a book. So my book entitled He Kept Me um, is available at Amazon. Barnes and Nobles, and really anywhere books are sold. Um, it's also available, and I tell people it's also available at the library, but you have to return it um, so other people can read it. But um, go to your uh, D.C. library, and you can get the book and read it for free. And like I said, please return it back to the library so other people can read it. But I think that it's so important for us to um, get back into cuddling up with a book and even just getting back into those simple things of just writing. Um, and spending time with yourself. I think that we have so many um, things going on as it relates to social media and how we can be so concerned about things that's so far away um, when we have those uh, issues that we need to deal with within ourselves that we can, um, you know, kind of help with our vision for life and our future. Because um, whatever you're looking at uh, and what you're focused on will grow. So just really looking at different ways. Uh, one of the things that um, I, I partaked in with my, my uh, organization, Mama Safe Haven, um, for Kwanzaa, we did vision boards. Um, so we had a, a group. It was uh, an intergenerational um, event. So we had the youngest one in the room was six, and the oldest was 67. So we love to do intergenerational programming at Mama Safe Haven. Um, and what we did was we um, actually was there um, uh, just talking about how to light your own flame. Um, and that was really the, the, the uh, topic of our discussion with the vision boards. Um, a lot of the youth who were there, um, parents were incarcerated um, or have been uh, placed in some kind of child welfare system. Um, so they were a youth who uh, really enjoyed just being able to express themselves by lighting their own flame. So, um, and we have a caller calling in. Um, this is... Uh, our special guest, I think, because I did put the number out there, but this is our special guest, uh, Musu. Hello? Hey, lovely. It is Musu. Hi, Musu. Well, welcome to the show, um, everyone. This is Musu. Uh, Musu, can you tell everyone um, who you are? I, I, I pronounced your last name, but um, I'm pretty sure I kind of messed it up. <laughs> but if you could tell everyone who you are. Um, sure. My, thank you, Beverly. Uh, my name is Musu. Bangura, and I am an author, writer, and speaker on all things um, trauma-related and on wellness. Um, I am in the middle of re-releasing my first book um, that has gone from a short story to a novel called The Next Time I Leave. 
And um, it's basically my overall message about, you know, learning how to bounce back, um, learning resilience, you know, your inner strength after getting out of a traumatic situation. Mm-hmm. And in this uh, particular book, um, this young old lady is in an abusive marriage, and the marriage ends. And so she's just trying to rebuild her life after that. So it talks about all kinds of things. It talks about immigration, um, sexual abuse, uh, dating again, you know, because a lot of people don't know where to start when they're rebuilding their lives, especially their love life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it talks about a bunch of different things, culture, that um, create this, this person. And I think it creates a lot of us, too, with what we struggle with, what we deal with, the questions we ask ourselves. So um, I'm just glad that you guys gave me an opportunity come on here and talk about it well i am so excited for you um and just everything that you're doing and we definitely you know uh due to the weather um but definitely want to definitely get you in studio um yeah and and because one of the things that is so important is when you have someone who can freely speak out about those ills because we know that it can be very taboo in our community. Yes. Um, so can you talk about any, um, if any, um, well, I don't want to focus on a negative, have, will have been your experience with your feedback with sharing um, on that on that topic? Yeah, thank you for bringing up that point because it is, you're right, it is taboo. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a, a strict Christian home. Mm-hmm. Both of my parents are West African and they have their own cultures and values as well. And they played no games when we were growing up. And so with the different things I experienced, um, I became very a very quiet person, mm-hmm. a very um, withdrawn, reserved person. I didn't talk a lot unless I was really comfortable with you. So um, as time went on um, and I started getting into writing, the more that I wrote, whether it was a journal entry or I was writing a letter to somebody that hurt me, the more I did those types of things, the more the stronger I noticed my voice got. You know, mm-hmm. I had more confidence in my voice to the point where I didn't care, you know, what reaction I would get um, when I would talk about this topic because I, the more I talk about it, the more I realized there are more and more women walking around here mm-hmm you know, carrying all kinds of burdens that are similar to what I was dealing with mm-hmm. or worse. And I feel that the more we talk about it, the more we put certain things to shame. Mm-hmm. And um, once they are exposed, they they can be dealt with in, in a, you know, in the most healthy way because I've learned the hard way that holding things in, it, it, it's very disruptive. It's not good for you. You take things out on the wrong people, yeah. and it's very hard for you to build relationships. So for me, the starting point was writing about it, yeah. and that was not easy because you're sitting there looking down on the, the pen and paper, and it's kind of like looking in the mirror. And yeah. a lot of the times I didn't like what I saw. Yeah. And when I was writing the book, it was, it was not um, an easy journey for me either because I'm writing – and, you know, revisiting things that I didn't want to revisit, but I know I had to because, you know, you and I say it all the time. Somebody needs to hear your story. Um, you may think it's insignificant. You may think it's too shameful. But I have learned over and over again, anytime I talk about intimate partner violence 
or sexual violence, I my story is helping someone. So that's one of the things that encourages me to keep going. And I'm glad that you have this type of outlet where, you know, we can come together and address this thing and get people the help that they need. Yeah. Well, I am, you know, truly um, excited about more people coming out and, and, and standing on um, their pain, you know, because mm -hmm. like you said, others heal from, you know, when they hear testimony, it breaks those shackles off of people um, yeah. when they're going through um, similar things. And, and, and just touching just a tad bit on the R. Kelly situation. Um, yeah. And don't want to, you know, hover too much around it. And the only reason why I say that is because um, it's tr they're triggers, right? There's tr that's exactly. a trigger for different people. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, we just attended the... Um, presentation by my win Basaw on trauma at the root how to uh, effectively deal with or um, work with children and family who have been affected by trauma and it mm -hmm. was you know definitely um, a very very um, helpful uh, training and opened yeah. my eyes and I know you said that it was helpful for you as well how mm -hmm. uh, just different triggers you know not knowing that we are you know triggering and then flip it back on a person um, and not even realizing mm -hmm. that we just triggered them. So, um, but exactly. when we look at how hurt people hurt people, um, mm -hmm. I did not want to watch the six, uh, oh, you watch it? I didn't want to at first. Um, but I, I did, I did watch it. Um, only because I have been sexually assaulted and like we mm -hmm. talked about triggers, um, and I was young. I left my mom's house when I was 16 and, mm -hmm. and I lived in a similar situation. Um, and just like those girls, I could have left at any moment. He wasn't R. Kelly. He didn't have exactly. R. Kelly money, <laughs> you know, exactly. he, he, he didn't have the fame and it wasn't in no great big old house. Um, but I went through those same things and just like those young girls, they could have left. That's one thing that I did hear that they said when I finally decided to leave. And mm -hmm. even one was saying how she left and wanted to come back, but he didn't even pick up the phone. Um, mm -hmm. So that's one of those things of just looking for love in the wrong places and finding right. it and being able to connect with that pain with each other and mm -hmm. him having that power to be able to do what he wanted to do with how he was dealing with his pain and how right. they were the victim. So I support Mute R. Kelly um, because, because of that power to be able mm -hmm. to continue to manipulate in their weaknesses and his as well he definitely needed a lot of help and i also yeah. heard how he spoke about how he was sexually molested and his brother went to him and told him that he was also molested but he told mm -hmm. him that he wasn't so it was almost like it was a psychological thing where he just mm -hmm. put it behind him and and then became the abuser um so them coming out speaking was huge um, it right. was definitely uh, a, a major thing because it has been an ongoing thing that everyone knew about from when he mm -hmm. married Aaliyah. And mm -hmm. it's, it's that whole taboo thing where you see it, but you don't. And that's exactly. the same thing with the violence and, and um, you know, that whole cycle of abuse that if we do not talk about it, if we do not face these things head on and address it at the mm -hmm. root, it will continue to be a vicious cycle um, and become the norm, which is un, 
uh, very uh, sad and unfortunate. And there's a, a couple of things I want to touch on. I thank you for bringing up <clears throat> the R. Kelly documentary. Um, I, you know, at, I was like you at first. I, I didn't want to be bothered because we, we in the same generation, we we saw everything over the years from the Aaliyah to the tape, and you know they going back and forth. It went to court, and he was found not guilty. So when they when they announced that they was dropping this documentary, I'm like, okay, so. What are they going to tell me that I didn't know already? Right. And I, I decided to sit down and watch it. Um, and you, you made some good points. The thing that I'm glad that this documentary highlighted is a lot of people don't understand that when someone gets caught up in an abusive relationship, you can't just get up and walk away. It's not that easy. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not because the, the abuser knows how to play with your mind from yeah. the get-go. Yeah. They've read you up before you've even been introduced to them. Yeah. They know that they can approach you and do what it is they set out to do. Yeah. And so that happened, you know, with, with me too. Um, by the time I got comfortable with this person, they already had me wrapped around their finger, and I didn't even realize it. Yeah. I was doing things that I never thought I would do. I didn't even recognize myself mm -hmm. by the time I got out of that relationship because I was – uh, you know, I was being psychologically played. My emotions were being, um, you know, played with. And mm -hmm. I was stepping out of my my own character. Yeah. And I, I wasn't in contact with a lot of family members, just like what those girls were describing. Yeah. It is very real. That That's is real. exactly what go, goes on. And it's not a matter of getting up and walking away. It, it's, it's things that need to happen first. And if you do want to get away you even have to be careful with that mm -hmm. especially in for women who are in physical um relationships mm -hmm. where you know the person is beating them up or, or threatening their lives you can't just get up and walk away yeah. some girls that i've dealt with they, they had to have a plan you know i had a plan mm -hmm. um you know i started keeping clothes at work you know that way um if it got to the point where i was scared to go home or something like that, or I had an escape plan to just go leave from work and never go back to the house. I was ready to do that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, certain friends and family members that I finally started talking to again um, after years of, of not doing that because I was caught up with him, I was able to get support from them as well. Yeah. So it's not a matter of just getting up and walking away. And I even um, took time to write about the documentary yeah. on my blog um, called Silent Survivors. And it, it, these are some of the things that it talks about. Yeah. What those girls were describing are things that that can't be made up. Yeah. So it's not about making money or trying to be, you know, the hot topic of the week or something. This is something that is going on all the time and it's going on right now with, uh, with a lot of young girls. So people need to realize that it's not easy get up there and, and walk away yeah yeah and that was that was one of the main things that you know just like you said um it's not easy to walk away so i knew that i would see myself in at least maybe two or three of those girls and i think that was one of the reasons yep. why i was hesitant to watch it because i know what it feels like right you know yep. um and I talk about it in my book. He kept me um, when I left my mom's house at 16 and was pregnant. I was in a, a you know, he would, uh, we lived in a rooming house. And um, of course we had a padlock on the outside and I was still in 11th grade. He was four years older than me and I would wake up and be locked in the room. 
you wow. know, or he would hide my shoes where I couldn't go to school, um, those kinds yeah. of things. But um, when I did try to escape, right, when I said, you know, I left a little note and left, um, it was one of those things that it wasn't hard for him to get me to come back. You know, because of yeah. that soft spot that he knew how to touch on, exactly. right? He knew where that weak spot was at because we identified with each other how we needed each other, you know, and that, you know, that pillow talk, right? And that, that right. deep moment. Um, and one of the things that I want to share with uh, people out there who may have, you know, who's going through it, may have a daughter or, you know, a mom or a neighbor, um, mm -hmm. we have to love on our people, you know, it's, a, it's yeah. enough people criticizing and pointing out what you're doing wrong. It's so important for us to do our, uh, work our hardest to find something good in people, right? Even if it's, yeah. it's you know, no matter how hard you have to search because there's definitely a lack of love given out and, and people. And, um, mm -hmm. because this is something that has been going on for years and yeah. years as it relates to, um, you know, the, the, the strong taking advantage of the weak, you know, mm -hmm. and hurt people hurting people. So that That's vicious it. cycle is just that love of, of, you know, making people feel accepted and not mm -hmm. alienating people when they are different. Um, right. and, and, and noticing people, right. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, that was one of the things, um, that stuck out was that, um, you know, he, he, he cared all I want to talk about how funny he was and how, you know, you know, how he would do these things that, uh, you know, cater to what we like as women. Exactly. Um, what we like to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also that protective nature of just saying, you know, this is exactly. R. Kelly. So, you know, that power that people can mm -hmm. have. And like I said, my, uh, when I left at 16, he was nowhere near the, as, you know, as established as R. Kelly was. So, right. um, and then just looking back on that time, you know, of course we look back at our ex and be like, what in the world was I thinking? Oh, right. <laughs> You know what that dude is not all that like he's right. I was like, actually caught up. I was that. actually okay. caught up in love with him. So yeah. um, you know that whole if there's no enemy within, the enemy without can do you no harm. Knowing who you are, knowing what you are, and 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 you know us really diving into. Um, uh, as we do the work, right, to be those mm -hmm. ones that's trying to heal. We talked about also making sure that you have, we, we go to counseling, right? Never ending, um, doing yeah. what, uh, it takes to de-stress and to yeah. unwind and relax and, and rejuvenate ourselves, mm -hmm. um, is so important. Um, yes. thank you for bringing up that point on counseling. Um, because, you know, I deal with a lot of folks when it comes to therapy and all that good stuff. I think it's a very important part of the overall package on someone's journey to healing. Um, I think the main component is, you know, one spirituality. There has to be a faith or a belief, um, you know, in, in God, if you ask me, uh, as far as knowing, you know, where you're going to go now. Because it's one thing to be out of the situation, but you can easily go back or you can just be a in survival mode, which mm -hmm. at some point
unhealthy as well. Mm-hmm. So having the spirituality, having um, a, a good support of uh, friends and family is also important. And then there's the therapy, too, that can also help. Mm-hmm. Being able to, to talk certain things out, um, a good therapist will help you do that, will help you get things out that you didn't even realize were inside of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once those, you, you're able to discuss those things, it, it just helps the healing process even better. So that's another thing, especially when it comes to the, the black community. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they've kind of, the, the stigma towards mental health and counseling is, is very negative. Mm-hmm. And we really need it. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that is a very important asset to our overall lives because you saw we saw it in the documentary. Mm-hmm. You know, R. Kelly, the words came out of his own mouth that he was abused as a child. That was never dealt with. And to this day, from what I understand, he, he doesn't disclose who it is. You know, and his brother's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that this family did not deal with it at all over the years. And now look what has happened. Innocent people have been pulled into the situation, and, you know, the cycle, the sick cycle continues. So things like that need to be dealt with, need to be put out on the table, and therapy is one way of of doing it. And even just getting back to um, having dinner together as a family, you know, I think, you know, modeling, modeling that in the home, taking that time, you know, even if it's just on Sundays to sit down with your family and just talk about your day, um, having that discussion, putting those phones down and, and being able to, you know, I know Facebook, especially a lot of people have family in different areas, but that stops them from visiting because you can, you know, and stop them from calling because you can just check and see what your niece and your grandma and everybody doing on Facebook Mm -hmm. or Instagram. So, you know, having that time to, um, uh, you know, just uh, sit down and commune with your family that you have that connection with. I know that that can release some stress to just love on your uh, the ones mm-hmm. that you have those intimate relationships with. Um, yeah. uh, I think with counseling, because so many people, like you say, it's taboo. You know, mm-hmm. so many people, when they think of counseling, oh, what's wrong with what's something crazy? What's going on with you? If you mention right. marriage counseling. You some, yeah, you crazy. You yeah, yeah. Psycho because you're talking about you need counseling. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong or abnormal about getting counseling. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and when we... Um, I would love to see more, and, and I'm going to think on that too, just more commercials or more advertisements or more shows mm-hmm. that, that shows uh, um, someone going to counseling as it relates yeah. to the realities of mm-hmm. dealing with just life. You know, right. the ups and downs of it, losing a loved one, those mm-hmm. things of, um, and our youth are dealing with it in, in our area uh, in D.C. so much because um, yeah. we lost so many um, underage youth to, to gun mm-hmm. violence mm-hmm. and traumatizing the parents. And then and, and I was talking with um, some uh, officials over in uh, the one's office in D.C., which is the office of, uh, the office of neighborhood and safety engagement, um, and he was just speaking about how um, a lot of uh, the youth uh, that were, you know, murdered. A lot of them were under the age of twenty one, and um, yeah. 
you know, it's just really sad how um, even though, you know, we lose one, you have the little brother or sister who steps in that place and feel like they have to fill those shoes. So it's like a never ending cycle with the right. trauma and um, everything and just, you know, knowing that you and your writing abilities um, and being able to um, share that gift with mm -hmm. the community um, okay. is, is, is definitely huge. Can you um, talk about some of the, because I know you offer some writing services. I don't want to say you do it. You oh, don't. Sure. Because um, I know that it's, it's definitely needed with, because yeah. uh, I, you know, as an author, I have people come up to me and say, you know, I want to write a book and I need help writing my book. Um, mm -hmm. And I know at one time I was doing a writing um, session. I was doing a, a writing's club. Um, mm -hmm. But just with everything going on, it just kind of got lost, uh, kind of got, you know, just fell off from okay. doing it and want to know how someone else um, can get in touch with you if they want to, you know, get some assistance. Sure, absolutely. Um, so with writing, people, it, people need to realize that writing can definitely help in the journey, first of all. You'll be, amazed, you'll be amazed at what comes out once you get comfortable doing it. Because writing, when you sit and writing something, it's just you. Yeah. You don't have to worry about what anyone else is thinking or what they're going to say. You are totally free mm -hmm. to say whatever and how you want to say it mm -hmm. and not be judged about it. So in your private time, I always recommend um, someone to do that, people to keep journals, diaries, or whatever. Um, it helps because... We're walking around with our thoughts and emotions all mumbled up. Writing helps you organize those thoughts and emotions. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to say that real quickly. Also, I remember that I did a workshop um, at one of your events, Beverly, and it was I thought it was very successful because just to see those kids' faces light up when they realize that they are in a position where they can tell their own story. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more powerful than that, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. So um, this is something that I help folks and um, it, it's basically how you can get from the, the trauma in your life to getting certain things down on a pen and paper and then doing whatever you want from that point. If you want to write a book, if you want to write short stories, if you want to develop poems, um, you're able to do that. So, um, Beverly, if you don't mind, I would like to also promote my consultation services. Is oh, that please okay? do. Yes, definitely. Okay. And that's one of the things that I'm going to be doing with the, the Healing Center, helping those um, kids get things down on uh, paper mm -hmm. and showing them how powerful their words are on their own journey to healing. So, but for everyone else, um, I do consultations for, um, for writing, writing um, healing through writing, and I normally charge a, uh, a $65 fee, but for today, uh, for all listeners, um, you can email me and I will only charge $35 today awesome. um, because I think this is something that is very important. Um, you know, there's so many people walking around with so many layers and mm. it's only causing them to bleed on the inside and hurt other people on the outside. Mm. So I want to put an end to that. Um, and that's what, you know, I would like to do today for, for the listeners. Um, if they are interested, they can um, contact me and I'll be more than happy to set them up. And for book writers, too, um, I have resources for that as well. Okay. And what's your contact information? It is hello, the word hello, H-E-L-L-O, -L -L 
at Musu Writes. That's M U S U W R I T E S dot com. Okay. So if you email me today, um, you'll get that special rate. Awesome. Great. Well, I am um, excited about, you know, like you mentioned, we have a healing center that we are working on uh, building a foundation. Um, as it relates to all of the trauma that's going on in the community, what the, the healing center uh, deals with is those who have been affected by trauma um, on different levels. So in yeah. order for us to be able to do that, it's important to bring on a team of people who are already in that field doing the work and, uh, and has been um, hands-on with trauma. Uh -huh. um, so Musu, you being an amazing part of that and, and offering those writing skills. Um, like you said, I think that was our um, self-love event that we did yes. over at the Malcolm Absolutely. X Opportunity Center. Yes. And it was definitely a huge success. Um, mm -hmm. I think we had, I don't know how many entries, but I know it was it was a really nice amount yeah, of you who wrote and your table was uh -huh. filled with you just all around oh, your yeah. table. Um, and they wrote and won, and I think I, I was giving away a book and a cash donation. Yes. We gave out Visa cards. The youth were uh -huh. really excited about that. And um, yes. uh, my daughter, she's she's a writer. She's working over at the Potomac Job Corps Center as the recreational uh -huh. specialist, and she just started a writers group. And she was just letting me know how all of uh, she's been getting a great response when she put the yeah. sign up um, uh, form out for the youth to sign up. And she said, Mom, I, you, you, I have about 20 youth who are interested mm -hmm. in this writing group. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, yes, you know, there, there's a lot, like you said, so many layers. Yeah. Right? It's and so with, much. With mm. writing, you have a chance to practice that creation muscle. Mm. And you, because you don't want, again, you don't want to control. No one is there to direct you or tell you or judge you on how mm -hmm. to speak your voice. Yeah. You, that creation starts to kick in. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, it, it's, it's hard to stop. Once yeah. you're in that flow, mm -hmm. nothing can stop you. Yeah. So I want to encourage everybody. And I'm glad, you know, your book is also very powerful. You did that. You tapped into that creative voice. Mm -hmm. And you were able to um, create a, a story that's, that transcends to those who need to hear it, those yeah. who are looking to change their lives, you mm -hmm. know. So everyone, I believe everyone has that in them. That's so. Right. Um, if you need guidance or if you just have general questions, you know, please feel free to reach out to me and I'll be more than happy that's to right. assist. And that's uh, hello at musurights.com? Yes. That's right. Yeah, so. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's the same thing on Instagram and uh, if you want to hit me up there, um, Twitter as well. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Musu, for calling in. I um, definitely uh, want to bring you back in. Um, I'm yes. thinking March for Women's History Month. Um, oh, to, yeah, definitely want to bring you back in and have you in studio because when we talk about mental health and, and, and going and sharing your, your testimony, that yeah. is really important to uh, work on the healing part of yourself um, mm -hmm. And knowing what, and, and, and before you go, because um, you were in that um, training with me when my Wynn spoke about knowing her boundaries yeah. and knowing what she can, uh, how she can help and, you know, 
she said she couldn't deal with, you know, death or helping someone through that. Um, yes. So as we go out, right, and write and do, it's important to know our boundaries mm -hmm. and knowing that we exactly. can't do, you know, everything. So that helps. Mm -hmm. You know, that was that took something, a load off of me as it relates to just, you know, wanting to, um, you know, help out. Yeah, okay. So, and I'll be, I'm very, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I got snowed in today. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, but I really wish I would have um, been there in person. But yes, I'll definitely come back for a live show. Mm -hmm. Be more than happy to share tons of resources and yes. more about my background and my story. All right. Well, thank you. Enjoy your day. Thank you for calling in, and I'll definitely be in touch with you. No problem. Thank you so much, Beverly. All right, now. Okay. Yes, guys, that is Musu Wrights. Um, she is an amazing person, and, um, you know, it is uh, definitely the season to connect with like-minded people. I heard Issa Rae talk about how, um, so many people want to reach up to, you know, famous people and get them to help and want Tyler Perry to help them. But you have people that's that's on your level that's doing the same things and you can connect and you all can, you know, match those, that drive and that energy and, and get to the next level in which God is, is taking us. Um, definitely wanted to uh, finish sharing this vision board as we going into the January, uh, going to this 2019. Um, and we want to set our vision. So we are doing vision vision boards um, every first Sunday of the month um, because I think it's very important for us to um, have a light at the, the end of your tunnel and, and set some goals. Um, and we did this for Kwanzaa. Um, and what I have on mine is we lit the candles, and instead of putting the different Kwanzaa principles, I lit my flame with different um, uh, action steps for myself as it relates to the Kwanzaa principles. So I put down um, self-determination and self-love, um, put your money up, uh, just really talking about that whole um, uh, bringing your economics together, um, Kuji Jokalia, self-determination, unity, that black candle is lit first for uh, one heart right we're all connected and understanding that so i really wanted to focus on um, women empowerment this year so as you can see i have pictures of all women um empower and just natural hair sisters i think it's important for us to embrace our naturalness and who we are um and and get back to the heart and then in this picture you just see these women embracing each other and of course you know you gotta have um your man in the picture, right? So I didn't want to leave, uh, you know, just have all these women, because we can't do it without our, our, the man, guys. It's so important, women, as we talk about women empowerment, to understand the importance of us still remaining soft and gentle and knowing that uh, we do need our man and that strength that he brings to the table. And even though we have our instincts and can kind of feel things, um, it's so important for us to have um, those times where we can feel protected and, and, and just know that um, we can't do everything by ourselves. Uh, I was talking, uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter is 26, and she is just believing God for her husband. And, and one of the things that I remember when um, God had told me that I was a wife, um, this was 
maybe five years before I was married, um, he told me that I had to be a wife before I was a wife because he said that um, a man that finded a wife finded a good thing. So he's not finding a single woman, he's finding a wife. So it's so important for us to be in that role and say, um, the husband that I'm looking for, will he want me in this state and who I am? Um, and it's so important. So uh, just thinking about us as women empowerment, we can't forget about the man as we empower ourselves. Right, it's so important for us to understand that. And even though we can come with our list of things that we want out of a man, but just important for us to go within and hear from God and what God wants for us, because He is our Creator. Um, so, as it relates to taking care of a product, you want to look at the who created and manufactured it to see the proper way to take care of it. So, seek first the kingdom of God, and the kingdom is within us. So, seek ye yourself first, knowing that God is within us, so we can really realize who and what is for us. Um, journaling is important. I wanted to share this beautiful, um, one of the, uh, one of 10 journals that I received for Christmas. <laughs> um, different places, I did Secret Santas and uh, family members, and it was just so crazy. I received about 10 journals. Everybody was buying me journals. So I'll get a journal and like a hat and glove set. I'll get a journal and Bath and Body Works and like cute pens. So I got about 10 journals, guys. So I said, you know what? Um, I know God has spoke to me about overflow and he gives seed to the sower. So I'm gifting people with some of the journals. I'm a real big regifter. Um, I know a lot of people think that that's rude, but I think that it's important. Um, you know, God blesses you. You got to, you know, um, you got to give in order to receive. So I think that's probably why all of them came because I love to give. So if you need a journal, you know anyone need a journal and you're in the D.C. area, I want to deliver it to you, okay, because that's how um, important writing is for me. So I got a, uh, 10 journals. I'm going to get five of them away because I definitely have to receive what God has given me. Um, so I'm going to get five of them away. So if you need a journal, um, send me an email to info at mamasafehaven.org uh, and, and definitely you will receive this for free. Also, my book entitled He Kept Me um, is one of those books that I, I would love for every young girl to read. Um, it, I do, I was very transparent in this book and talking about the abuse, but also talking about my highs as well, how I walked across the stage and overcame some different obstacles as a teenage mom. Um, I had two children in the stage when I walked across the stage um, to collect my high school diploma. And when I got my college degree, I had four children in the, sta in the audience. And that's the only people that showed up for my college uh, graduation, which was definitely um, very important to me. And I think that's what God wanted it to be. Um, so we look at certain things that we don't have and who's not there, but it's very important for us to pay attention to people who are there and know um, that uh, whatever we focus on will grow. So if you're focusing on the lack of things, then that lack is going to grow. But if you focus on the abundance of, of just the energy and the air and all of the things that we do have, I truly believe that you will see um, a, a difference in your world. So 
putting that vision before you with your vision boards, writing some things down, um, spending that quality time with your family, hugging more. Um, and if you married and have a boo, kissing is important. So making sure that you are wrapping your arms around people and having that intimate time to be able to shed some of those layers off, if not with writing or talking to a counselor, it's very important to spend that quality, quiet time with yourself. Um, so I uh, want to um, kind of wrap up the show. I know we started a little late, but want to make sure um, – uh, one of my mottos is it's better late than never. I kind of graduated college with that uh, with that notion. I wouldn't be sitting here today if I, uh, I, well, I ain't gonna say I wouldn't be sitting here. I wouldn't have my degree if I would have uh, not went to school whenever I was gonna be late. But I think that it's important for us to continue to push through like the crocus plant. Um, just got a word about the crocus. I'm gonna read that because it was so profound. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna give y'all a word from the Lord that I received um, from one of my sister friends. Um, she has sent the prayer. Um, you know, my, um, we just lost two of my nephews was killed, uh, within 15 days of each other in October and, uh, October 30th. And then, uh, my sister lost her oldest son in November 15th. So we have been, um, just been tried, right. And been going through some things, but, um, I received the word Isaiah 35, um, I received the word and I'm going to share it with you all. It is Isaiah 35. Um, and I am going to read, I'm going to read one through 10. I'm going to give y'all this whole word. The wilderness and the desert will be glad and the rabbi will rejoice and blossom like the crocus. It will blossom profusely and rejoice with rejoicing and shout of joy. The glory of the Lebanon will be given to it the majesty of Carmel and Sharon, they will see the glory of the Lord and the majesty of our God. Encourage the exhausted and strengthen the feeble. Stay to those, say to those with anxious heart, take courage, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. The recompense of God will come, but he will save you. Then the eyes of the blind will be open and the ears of the deaf will be unstopped. Then the lame will leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute will shout for joy for waters will break forth in the wilderness and streams in a rabbi. The scorched land will become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water and the haunts of jackals is resting place. You hear that? Grass become reeds of rushes. A highway will be there, a roadway. That's an escape, guys. And it will be called the highway of holiness. The unclean will not travel on it, but it will be for him who walks that way. And fools will not wander on it. No lion will be there, nor will any vicious beast go up on it. These will not be found there, but the redeemed will walk there. And the ransom of the Lord will return and come with joyful shouting to Zion with everlasting joy upon their heads. They will find gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing will flee away. Do you hear that, guys? That word was so good to me um, in the beginning when it says the wilderness and the desert will be glad and the rabbi will rejoice and blossom like the crocus. I had to stop right there and see what was a crocus. I'm like, what is a crocus, Lord? And I looked up the crocus, and when I saw what the crocus was, it says that the crocus, I'm going to read this to you guys because it was so good to me. 
when it seems like the winner will never lose its icy grip the grip the dancy crocus pushes through the snow to put on a show of colorful revival if you are not planting this perennial bulb you are missing an early season of delight guys the crocus is a plant that is the first plant that comes out after winter and it pushes through just when you think all of the land and everything has dried up the crocus plant comes through and shines and brightens up the whole day i see crocus guys i'ma call you all crocus because i know we are in it may be cold it may be dry it may be looking um very dreary in a lot of people's eyes but i want you to know that um putting your vision before you and knowing that you can rise above through all of this by knowing what is on the inside of you so just i believe in my heart that you all have some beautiful things on the inside of you um, and encouraging yourself. So that word was good. I hope that word was good for you all as well. Um, I'm gonna wrap up the show with our sixth annual Mama Safe Haven DC's Youth Has Talent show. Um, it's this uh, coming up Saturday, February the 23rd. Um, we have about six weeks. Guys, we are getting ready for an amazing show. It will be at Hart Middle School at 601 Mississippi Avenue in Southeast. Um, we are also uh, preparing for our um, uh, Kitty Cabaret. <laughs> so we're doing a Kitty Cabaret in March. Um, we have uh, some youth hand dancers. Um, we're also teaching hand dance class for our youth. We're also doing some etiquette classes with Miss Patrick. So we're getting our youth ready as it relates to uh, when you look at Valentine's Day and we're spreading love and showing our youth how to love on themselves and how to love on others, right? Um, so our DC's Youth Has Talent, Black History Talent Show, uh, we are definitely in need of sponsors and volunteers to be a part of it. And if you would like to be a, a sponsor or volunteer, you can send us an email at info at mamasafehaven.org. Um, and then uh, you definitely will be helping out a youth. Uh, this show is a show for uh, youth in the community who have a special talent but don't have a platform. So we are also looking for those people who can give the youth an opportunity. Uh, may it be uh, you see a talented writer or rapper and you can offer them um, some kind of opportunity to further their career. So we welcome you to be a part of our entertainment panel um, that we have because this show is not a competition. Uh, we just want all of our youth to come out and have a great time. It's a free show. Um, so, uh, yeah, we definitely are excited to be back at Hart Middle School um, to engage the community in a positive event. Um, so we're going to go ahead and wrap the show up with our second annual. I want you to check out our second annual DC's Youth Has Talent Show. Um, and just in closing, as it relates to trauma, uh, we will be hosting um, trauma-informed training um, for those who are interested in um, receiving training on how to uh, effectively work with those who have been affected by trauma. So, or positive Effect, uh, effective um, to work with people because again there's different ways to trigger someone and when you think you're helping them you're just really re-triggering you know triggering up some emotions so um, it's very very it was very helpful for me 
um, and um, I know that others will be able to gain something from it. So definitely want to give a major shout out to Mawen Basal. Um, she's actually in South Africa right now. She um, got on a plane the next day right after the training, so it was great to be able to catch her before she left um, for her trip. But uh, DC's Youth Has Talent is definitely one of one of our many ways of keeping the community engaged in some positive interaction. And we welcome you all to be a part. So you can find that event on Eventbrite. So you can go to Mama Safe Haven, DC's Youth Has Talent, Black History Show. So check out the second annual. And this is your girl, Beverly Smith Brown. I want to thank you all for tuning in to the show. Um, we're here every second and fourth Sunday at 10 a.m. If, uh, you know, there's no inclement weather, we'll be starting on time. Um, but I want to give a shout-out to my producer, Ron, who's always on time, so I appreciate him. Um, and just want to give God all of the glory for this opportunity to be before you. want to give a shout-out to my man, Reggie, and all of the other shows here at VoxWave.com. And just want to let you all know that you can do anything that you put your mind to do. So um, this quote, if you don't like your situation, change it. If you can't change it, change the way you look at it. Peace and love. We here at Vox Wave believe that no one in the DMV should go without a coat this winter. So we partnered with Star Imports Dealership for this year's annual coat drive. If you have an old or gently used coat that can still be worn, drop it off with us. Vox Wave Studios at 4711 Off Place, Suitland, Maryland. And give the gift of warmth to somebody in need in the DMV.
Sway, go to Barbados and cool in the shade. Do my exercise, keep nice and trim. 